0: This is the eHealth Radio Network, your source for health advice on demand. And now, your host, Eric Michaels. Thanks for joining us once again here on the Health Radio Network. This is your host, Eric Michaels. eHealth Radio gives you the most current health information, news, and advice featuring some of the leading innovators in health care and wellness who are changing health care. As we know it, for more eHealth Radio reports, we invite you to visit our main radio channel site radio network.com Today on the program, we're visiting with Dr. Ray Bosita, Jr., a board-certified orthopedic spine surgeon at the Texas Back Institute, Plano, Flower Mound, and Rockwall locations. He specializes in lumbar and cervical disc surgery. And Dr. Bosita, thanks for joining us here today.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Well, you're certainly more than welcome. Our pleasure to have you with us here today. So for starters, I understand there is a new study out revealing painful facts about lower back pain that has been covered by various media outlets across the world. We'll certainly reference the article in the show notes. Now your specialty is dispelling anxiety about neck and back pain. And I've read that Psychology plays a big part in chronic pain, especially chronic back pain. So how does your minimally invasive approach help patients deal with pain and which tools do you recommend? Let's start things off with that
1: today. So the first thing is pain can cause a lot of anxiety. And a lot of times when patients uh, come in, the most important thing that they worry about is how do they get back to their lives. As uh, spine surgeons, our first job is to educate the patient and make sure that they know what's happening with their own bodies because quite frankly, a lot of times they don't know. The study that you mentioned talks about pain that can recur even after an initial phase of healing has occurred. Um, That's something that we will deal with from time to time also as a patient can come in for back pain that comes and goes and comes and goes and comes and goes and and this can be very frustrating. uh, Once we can figure out a diagnosis, which starts with talking to the patient, doing a physical examination, and reviewing uh, x-rays or MRIs, if the next step is to come up with a treatment plan, typically we start with the least invasive things first, some activity modification, try physical therapy, um, make some changes at work, which could be aggravating the symptoms, maybe sometimes even getting a new mattress or pillows. Um, If those things don't work, Sometimes they'll get an MRI, and in some uh, for some patients, a spinal injection could be needed surgery. Regardless of whether or not it's minimally invasive, it's always the last choice, and our preference is to try and make people feel better without operating on them if possible.
0: Really do appreciate the feedback. That is most helpful and a good way to kick things off here today. Now, also in your experience, what kind of patients are dealing with lower back pain the most?
1: So... Low back pain does not discriminate. It can affect everybody, the young, the old, uh, people who are more active, less active, athletes, uh, non-athletes, people who sit at computers all day. And back pain, unfortunately, is uh, one of the things that sort of unites all of humanity in that pretty much everyone is going to get some episode of back pain at some point uh, in their lives. Uh, Our goal is to try to make the right diagnosis, make the right diagnosis control it and help people get back as fast as possible. So unfortunately there's no one picture of a person who has back pain. It could be any one of us.
0: Unfortunately, that is the sad truth, but it is the facts, isn't it? Today we're speaking with Dr. Ray Bosita Jr., a board certified orthopedic spine surgeon at the Texas Back Institute, Plano, Flower Mound, and Rockwall locations. He's joined us here today. On E-Health Radio's health news and orthopedic channels, a part of the health Radio Network. Now, what makes a patient a good candidate for orthopedic spine surgery? I'm sure listeners would appreciate hearing from you on that.
1: So the, the patients who do best after surgery, ironically, are the ones who mentally are the most um, purpose-driven and goal-oriented with regard to recovery. Because recovery from back surgery, similar to recovery from a knee replacement, shoulder surgery, hand surgery, even a hysterectomy, it's uh, there's always two steps backward before you take two or three steps forward. And during post-operative physical therapy, during the healing process, uh, patients will typically go to physical therapy to get uh, stronger faster. Uh, during that time, the patients who can... Um, Have the best mental coping and the best uh, positive outlook and can maintain optimism. Those are the ones who will bounce back the fastest and typically do the best after surgery, regardless of whether or not the surgery is a big one or a small one.
0: And thanks for your feedback and information on that. That is quite interesting as well. Now, tell me also about recent technological and medical advancements in the orthopedic surgery world. How is Texas Back Institute paving the way for innovative, minimally invasive surgeries? Talk to us about that.
1: So one great thing about Texas Back Institute is that we do uh, research and we are on the uh, cutting edge of new technology in spine surgery. In the same way that there are new Apple iPhones that come out every year in the same way electric cars are sort of revolutionizing the way we drive and the way we even think about transportation. There are a lot of changes that are going on in orthopedic surgery and specifically in spine surgery that, quite frankly, were not available, say, 20 or 30 years ago. At Texas Back Institute, we've pioneered both cervical and lumbar uh, disc replacements so that we can preserve motion In the cervical and lumbar spine after um, discs have been removed for uh, spinal surgery there are also minimally invasive approaches where the uh, small cameras or catheters are used to help assist in surgery instead of doing a full uh, open surgery which can take longer and be more painful Uh, as far as deformity correction goes even for scoliosis the uh, the way the scoliosis surgery is done has also changed to improve both outcomes and uh, and even the fusion rates. And I think uh, in one way that we're getting a lot smarter is helping to select patients on the way into surgery who will do better after surgery. So even psychological screening is much uh, more accepted and it's much more effective now than it was, say 20 or 30 years ago. So as a whole, the whole field of orthopedics is changing. Um, surgery is being catered more individually to each patient. Uh, the individual decisions are being made with a lot more data with regard to recommended surgical procedures and also expected outcomes than we had uh, back in the past. And I think that's that's causing a improvement in patient satisfaction and reduction of complications after surgery is done.
0: Dr. Bosita, really do appreciate your time and for what you do in this space and for sharing your insight and expertise with us here today briefly. Before you go in conclusion, any closing thoughts, a final word, or anything else you'd like to make mention of as we conclude today?
1: So I guess I could talk a little bit about red flags, meaning there there, there are a few conditions out there where conservative care, including the oral medications or the physical therapy, trying to play the waiting game to see if the pain goes away are not it's not applicable so in a case where there's a loss of bowel or bladder control we need to know right away and we'll push that patient kind of to the head of the line for a workup and evaluation or there's a lot of leg pain leg weakness or arm pain arm weakness that's really inhibiting uh, life so the person who can't work can't play with their kids uh, can't throw football with their with their son, can't play volleyball with their daughter um, or even for instance can't sit through um, in the bleachers uh, watching their kids play Th- those are the kinds of things that we want to treat at Texas Back Institute because ultimately our goal is to give each patient back uh, the lifestyle that they want and to restore activity, restore function, uh, reduce pain and and make life. Uh, more worth living than before. That's our goal.
0: That is certainly a tremendous goal. And again, we really appreciate your taking out a moment to be with us here today. If listeners wanted to get more information on Texas Back Institute, where's the best place to get further details?
1: So, our website is texasback.com. Um, we're also on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram. We're available on social media. Uh, we, we do have a presence. We, we have some videos about uh, patient care, patient testimonials, and some information about, uh, the doctors, including me, but, um, it's a, it's a great way for, for patients to get to know who we are, uh, to gain some insight into who will be treating them. And it's a way for us to communicate that, yes, we at Texas Back Institute, we put patient care first. Uh, we will find the right solution for each patient. And most importantly, we will, as you mentioned earlier, uh, dispel fear and anxiety about your diagnosis. Uh, We'll be honest about your uh, prognosis and uh, treatment plan also. Again, listeners, for further
0: details, simply visit TexasBack.com. Dr. Bosita, all the best, and thanks again for joining us here today on The Health Radio.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: Again, we have been speaking with Dr. Ray Bosita, Jr., a board-certified orthopedic spine surgeon at the Texas Back Institute, Plano, Flower Mound and Rockwall locations. He specializes in lumbar and cervical disc surgery and for further details visit TexasBack.com and this has been Eric Michaels and we do thank you for your continued support of the Health Radio Network. Join us again soon for another episode that will help further expand your knowledge on those things that are important to your health and wellness. For more Health Radio reports we invite you to visit our main radio channel site at network.com. and as always we do thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the eHealth Radio Network. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit eHealthRadioNetwork.com.